Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am chatting with fellow mompreneur, Gloria Starr, all about how to navigate all of the things in these crazy times we're living in. So much is going on. It's such a fast-paced world, and it can be a challenge to navigate it all. So with that being said, Gloria, welcome into the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm really I'm really excited to chat with you because your content is so relatable and I just, I love it. Absolutely love it. So before we dive in, tell us more about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So hi everyone. My name is Gloria Starr. I am an ADHD coach and I specialize in ADHD planning and productivity. So I help people with ADHD create an effective action plan so they can achieve their goals without being really scattered and overwhelmed with all of the things. And I came to this, I am a, I am now a 38 year old mom. I have a five year old and a 10 year old with birthdays coming up in a minute. And I have been married for 15 years. And I've also been a special education teacher for the past 12 to 13 years. And I've been in this space for a really long time. My husband has ADHD. My son has ADHD. My lots of my family has ADHD. And then I didn't find out that I had ADHD until I was 35. (laughs) And just like most moms, you don't really realize you have ADHD until your kids are diagnosed with ADHD. But even with that, I went through this year long of depression and anxiety meds because I knew something was going on with me, but I couldn't figure out what. And it's really common for most moms to, or women to go through like the anxiety medications, the depression medications until they finally realize, Hey, this actually might be ADHD. This might not actually be depression or anxiety. So that is my story. And so since then I've been able to work with my brain, figure out how planning works best for me and how to really like leverage the ADHD to get things done. And I'm, that's kind of my mission to help others be able to do the same. Oh, that is so good because you're working with your brain. I love how you said that, not against it, because so many times, yeah, we get stuck in the cycle of thinking, oh, it's just anxiety. Oh, I must just be depressed. And, you know, doctors are so quick to push pills and it's like, oh, here, try this, try that. And it's unless you're actually, you know, taking the time to dive in and figure out what's truly going on, that can Mm -hmm. really cause a lot more struggle and frustration and overwhelm and all of the things we're already dealing with as moms. Yeah, it was awful. I had, because I feel like because of the anxiety and depression meds, I had, I got all these. So I went into like the zombie mode and then I went into the, the medication suddenly made me start having these intrusive thoughts that I never had before. And then they had to like, give me something like Xanax. And I'm like, 
what is going on? This is not okay. <laughs> and then finally, a couple months later, they were like, well, maybe the racing thoughts are not the anxiety. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly I get on ADHD meds and I'm okay. But then, but then I realized like, I didn't, and this is not a recommendation. So I just didn't need it because I had already been going through my whole life without these medications and I was doing just fine. But the ADHD diagnosis gave me context into what was really going on and why certain ways weren't working because we get into this space where we're like, oh, well, this is how to be productive. But then we realize, well, that doesn't work for me. Like, I don't, I don't function that way. I'm not like, go, 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 go. Like there's ebbs and flows and I can't, I can't manage it like that. And a lot of us, we feel like we're a failure because, because we can't be in that go, 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 go mode all the time. But once we figure out like what works for our brain, how, where our energies are, where we're, how to motivate ourselves then it's much easier to like figure out, okay, how am I going to get this done? Well, what can I put in place to get it done in order to keep moving forward? Yes, that is so good too. And figuring, you know, what, what are those systems that work for you? Because that what works for one person may not work for the next person. And I think sometimes we get hung up in that, that it's like, oh, well, they're telling me to do X, Y, and Z, but I can't make that work for me. So really yeah. being intentional and trying those different things that, okay, you know what? My brain just processes things a little bit differently and that's okay. And I love having that context to finally be like, oh, okay. It all makes sense now. It's almost empowering in a way. Oh yeah. Because you just go through it, like feeling like such a failure. And that's a really big thing with RSD or with, I'm sorry, that's a really big thing with ADHD is something called RSD, which is rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And people with ADHD feel that way more strongly than people without ADHD. And that's basically when we feel like we're failing. We feel like we're being rejected. We feel like we're not good enough, but intensified like 10 times the amount of somebody else would feel it. And so, for example, like if you have a friend and they don't text you back right away or they don't call you back right away, your brain automatically goes to, oh, they hate me, right? Like they're, or if you're in a job and they give you a little, little critique, you're like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. This is not for me. This is just not, not going to work out. And you go into this like emotional spiral and with motherhood, especially, especially with the, the vast, like, what's a perfect mother? How do I be the <laughs> ideal mother? Am I feeding my kids right? Am I giving them the right milk or formula or breast milk or whatever? There is so much judgment and nobody really knows. So as so the rejection sensitivity is really big, especially when you get into motherhood, because somebody might be doing something different and what you're perceiving as judgment from them can like make you spiral out. And 
the emotional part of ADHD is just something that we don't talk about enough, right? And I didn't even realize it until my five-year-old was diagnosed with ADHD, but we knew at four because he was screaming at the top of his lungs in class when he got really upset. They had the color system. So every time he would get on orange or red, even though like he could like work his way back up the moment he got on red, he was like, Oh, I'm done. My day's over. I've, I've lost it for the whole day. And he would go under tables and like hide himself away. And then he would come home and say, everybody hates me, but it wasn't true. He would give him, he would give everybody hugs on the way out. So, but his brain said, no, I, everybody hates me. I'm doing this wrong. Like I'm on red, I'm bad, etc. FYI, if there's a color system in your schools, this is not a good thing for, especially for kids with ADHD. Um, but think of, think of that five-year-old, think of all those emotions, right? And then put it to somebody who's a teenager or an adult, right? We still do that but internally. And it's just something that we don't talk about enough. And it's something to recognize like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. So I need to like reevaluate my, what I'm thinking and like ask myself, is this true? Right. Are these things true? What are the facts of the situation? How can I calm my, and then how can I calm myself down? How can I go from a 10 to a five just to like, decrease the amount of intensity in my, in my emotions. But if you don't realize you have ADHD and you don't realize you have a problem with this, it, it can feel debilitating. Yeah, definitely. And it can be just so overwhelming. So you mentioned that you were 35 when you were diagnosed. What were some of the other telltale signs that you started to notice that others could be like, Oh, all right, she's kind of describing how I feel. Like what were some of the other kind of signs and symptoms that that women should be looking out for to be able then to go and have that conversation with their physician, with their providers? Um, what would you say to that? So for me specifically, it was, I was always into something and always on, I was never able to stay still, right? Like my friend, I remember having a friend who would be like, why do you always have to have like three or four different things going on other than your main job? Like, and you have a kid, you're slow down. (laughs) And, and thinking back on that, I'm like, oh, because I can't slow down. I literally cannot slow down. So I remember when I was, um, I was just married and into college or, finishing my college degree and I had a full-time job at a school. And so I was doing that. I was in school full-time. I was also at a full-time job at a school full-time. And then I was also losing weight. So I lost like a hundred pounds. And then I also had a part-time job as a bartender. And I also had a part-time job as a, um, what was it like 
and a system for students with autism. So I would go and like work inside their homes and help them with life skills. So I had all of those things going on and I was functioning just fine. Like this is just every single, this was my everyday life. Right. (laughs) And, and realizing that's how my brain functioned like that, that felt good to me. Right. Like I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't doing things, but I also like looking back, I'm like, I really knew how to prioritize my time. I really knew how (laughs) how to do that. Right. And so there's that there's always being distracted. There's the RSD, like the emotional sensitivity that that I was talking about. So that's a big sign. Another sign is I would always go to church and I would always have to have my planner with me. <laughs> so I would always have to be doing two things at once. So like I was listening to the sermon and I always had I always had like a paper or a planner because I always had to write something down as it came in my head or else it would go away and that wasn't going to work for me. And so those were, those were signs for me. And, but the racing thoughts and always being able, always having to do something and always having to go, go, go is the big sign. But I didn't realize that wasn't normal. Right. Because you lived it your whole life. That was your normal quote unquote. Yeah. That was your reality. Yeah. And I always thought it was normal because my dad always had multiple jobs. So my dad did it. And I'm pretty like, I don't know if he had ADHD or not, but like he always had, he was always a full-time job and had like three or four, like three or four things on the side, but he was also an entrepreneur. So he, he had the one main like job that he got most of his money from but then he would like work at a television station or he would work at a movie theater and he would do other things so I just thought this was this was what it took right to earn a living but I didn't I guess I didn't realize that it was also just how it's probably how his brain functioned, right? Like he wanted to be able to pursue all of his interests. And so when we look at ADHD and we look at like, we look at pe- people who are multi-passionate, right? And have multiple different interests. So of course you have to like dabble in the interests in the middle of you also like earning a living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And learning how to navigate all of that. So what strategies have been beneficial for you as a business owner managing the ADHD while raising a family, while running the business? What helps you? I think it's really about knowing knowing how to utilize your time and when knowing when you're really good at something. So I had to be very honest about myself. I was trying to work at night and do all my stuff at night but I don't work well at night at all. So I had to pick like an hour in the middle of the day or an hour in the morning to be able to work on my business. And same thing with like starting a walking routine, right? Like I started getting so angry at myself for not being able to walk, not being able to like get in my exercise. But then when I made it a priority and I made it something that I wrote down every day and I thought about every day, 
then I was able to get it in, no problem. I've been walking like three to four times a week every week since January 1st, right? So really diving into what is not working for me and also what's going to motivate me. So the, the gym wasn't motivating me. Like I didn't feel like going to the gym. I knew I had to get outside in order to go take that walk, right? And it's really interesting all the different things that you can use to motivate yourself. There is a, a really good technique. So Dr. William Dotson said the four ways to motivate someone with ADHD is by creating urgency, making it challenging, making it interesting, or making it novel or new. So whenever you're having that problem with like trying to motivate yourself to do something, to add one of those elements, whether to add urgency in it, make it challenging or interesting, like making it a game. I have clients who've put up sticker charts to motivate themselves, um, putting it in a planner, somehow making it interesting in that way or making it new. So for right now, walking outside for me is good, but maybe when it, maybe when it gets really, really hot, I don't want to walk outside and I want to go back to a new gym to be able to get that in. Right. Or maybe working at home at my desk isn't going to work for me, but maybe going to the Starbucks is going to make me be able to do it. So any of those elements are something that you can add in, in order to make yourself motivated. And accountability has been huge too. So finding an accountability buddy and really being able to go back and forth with that person, or at least do a weekly check-in and say, okay, did I do the thing I said I was going to do? And if not, then analyze why not? Because if we don't have any accountability, especially when you're a business owner, then it's not going to get done. Like it is much harder when you're accountable to just yourself, then you're like, oh, I can keep like pushing that, pushing the due date farther and farther and farther away. And then before you know it, the year is over. (laughs) So what is going to make you accountable? And I actually created a quarterly action planner that helps you with this just to be able to like help create that urgency and help create that like daily accountability for yourself, especially if you don't have an accountability partner. Yes. That is so, so good. You said so many things within that that statement right there that are just like, yes. But for me, that accountability piece, that was the game changer because yes, you hit the nail on the head. When you're running your business, you are the boss. There's no one telling you, okay, you have to get this done by this deadline. And yeah, it is so easy to just, I'll just get to it next week. I'll push it off a little bit. I legitimately had to, when I went full-time in my business, I had to put myself on a schedule because I worked off of a schedule where I was seeing a patient every 30 to 45 minutes for 16 years. So when I became an entrepreneur, it was like, oh, well, I've got time. I don't have to do that right away. Oh, I'll go do the laundry. I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, you're running around. And then at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, I did not accomplish anything. So that accountability piece is huge. And I, I do have an accountability partner where I'm like, okay, here's my weekly goal. 
here's what I'm going to do. And I don't know what it is. Like, I know that she would never like yell at me if I didn't get it done, but I feel like I'm going to disappoint her if I don't. So, you know, and vice versa, but it's just really having that person in your corner. And it doesn't have to be a business owner. You can ask a friend, you can ask your, your spouse, you can ask anyone in your family. People are really happy and willing to to help you, to help you grow. And they want to see you succeed, but it can be hard to ask for that help because yeah, it puts a little bit more pressure on that. All right. You know, somebody's going to be checking in to see if you got this done. Exactly. I love too, how you said it's, it's making it a priority. It's really a matter of getting honest with yourself because we forget that every single thing is a choice. You know, yes, there's external circumstances. Yes, there's things, but you're constantly making a choice, whether you're saying yes to something, whether you're saying no to something, we do have that power. And it's like, okay, I'm making the choice to sleep in instead of getting out of bed and work out. You're like, you know what? I don't like going to the gym, but I can walk outside. I like that. I'm making that choice. And that right there, that keeps you going because it's something you enjoy. Because if you hate it, and you're forcing yourself to go to the gym, eventually that motivation is going to wear off, you know? <laughs> At least in, right. in my world, it did. It's, exactly. I had to figure out what worked for me. And what's really big with ADHD is, ADHD is due to a lack of dopamine, right? So they have, it's a neurotransmitter called like, there's a deficiency in this neurotransmitter in your brain called neuroepinephrine. And I'm sure I said that wrong, but it's, but the deficiency is a lack of dopamine. So you, especially if you have ADHD, you have to do more to be able to get that happiness chemical and, or not the happiness chemical, but like the motivation, you have to do more than the average person to motivate yourself. So you can't just say, oh, okay, well, there, this checkbox is going to be enough for me today. No, it may not be enough. And you need to be able to put other things in place, which is why like those four motivators are really important because what if the checkbox is not working in your planner and you just telling yourself that you're going to do it, if that's not working, then you need to find something else to motivate you because you need that external motivation and you need more. There is a book where somebody said that it's this guy who grew in business and I forget his name, but he said that he like jumps out of a plane to like get that adrenaline and then he's able to go to work and focus. And I'm sure he doesn't do it every single day, but it it sounds like that's how much you need, right? You need like this big oomph in yourself to be able to be like, okay, now I'm good to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just realizing that you just need more and it's okay to need more, but you need to realize that it's going to take more in order to motivate you. 
I love it. Gloria, these were all such amazing, just nuggets of wisdom and takeaways. And those four things that you talked about can be such a game changer for so many of our listeners. Where can we learn more about you? So you can find me on Instagram at my ADHD mom brain. And you could also find me at my ADHD That website is up and it's a working website, but it definitely has everything. And if you look on the Instagram links, you'll also find a freebie. So I was talking about a planner. So I have a freebie of one of the pages in my Find Your Magic Quarterly Action Planner that you can get for free. And it has all of the accountability that you would need, especially if you don't have necessarily an accountability partner. And it has your vision, your commitment, three commitments you're going to do, have for yourself, what two things are going to bring you joy today. And then it has your list of things. It has your schedule, meal log, your daily accountability. And then at the end of the day, the wins for the day, which are really important and much, a lot of areas to take notes but I use it for like my daily affirmations and my daily mantras that I do. And you can get that totally for free in the link in my bio. And also if you're interested in the find your magic quarterly action planner, where it has, it's undated so you can get it at any time. And it really dives into like what, especially for business owners, what are your goals and how you're going to work through them each month. And it has you write out your goals every single month based on your quarterly goal. And it's a monthly spread, then a weekly spread, and then seven daily spreads. And then you have five weeks. And in those weeks, you have the seven days, which I thought was missing in most planners. So I just made one for myself. I (laughs) love it. And I love too how you put the wins for the day in there because as moms, I feel like so often we look back at the day at the things that we didn't do, that we don't take the time to give ourselves kudos for all the things we accomplished. I mean, it is amazing when you just shift that mindset, how much you realize, wow, I did a lot. No wonder I'm tired. Right. And and the joys for the day, like the joys for the day is like, okay, what what am I going to do that's actually going to make me happy today? Yes. <laughs> like we get into this, like, what are all the things I have to do mode? And then mm-hmm. we're like, wait, did any of that actually make me happy? No, I need, you need to find something that is going to bring you joy. And like, your business is not going to bring you joy every single day. It's just not, right? Right. (laughs) It's reality. Can we normalize that? Like that is a normal feeling. (laughs) You know, this is your job. This is a business. It's not meant to entertain you. And it's not always going to be easy. But, you know, I would not change it for anything. No. And it's not to say that, and if doing a podcast that day or doing your social media post is your joy for the day and you're really excited about it, then own it and put it on, put it down. But I know, but, but recognizing that is important as well, right? Like recognizing that's what's making you happy today. And I think it's really important to say that in addition to the wins to like bring it full circle. So 
Love it. Oh my gosh. This was such a great episode. Gloria, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 